0: welcome to the decades of strength podcast we are sam marcy sarah and kim and we are four women on one mission we are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence build strength and ditch feelings of unworthiness releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work especially if you feel alone And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit
1: at our table. Come as you are, health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things and that's okay.
2: When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
2: Welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Schlag, along with Samantha Altieri, Marcy Nevin, and Sarah Duff. Hi, ladies. Hey, Hi, Kim. Hi, ladies. So as we're recording this, it's the end of March 2020, and we are smack dab in the middle of coronavirus shutdowns, lockdowns, and quarantines. So... Let's kind of give everybody a status update about where in the world we live and what's happening in our neck of the woods. Things are different in different places. So, way that Sam. that you said that, Kim, smackdowns, lockdowns, quarantine.
0: I'm
3: like, oh my God. Didn't seem scary until now. You know, there's so many different words, like you know, all the things,
2: all the things. Sam, let's, let's start with you. It's, yeah. It feels like it.
0: Yeah, I'm in um I'm close to Boston. I'm in Cambridge, um and we are in quarantine over here. We are mostly sheltered in place, but um I you know, everything except non except essentials is closed. So like grocery, liquor store, um the like hospitals obviously and like things like pharmacy and stuff are open. And Really, I've been looking at my bank statement, and the only thing I've bought recently is food, so that's cool, Uh, and it's just been nice. I've been going out for walks, doing what I can, but also respecting boundaries and social distancing and doing everything in my part to not make anything worse, so
2: Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. All right. Marcy.
1: Hey. I am in Northern California, so... I'm pretty sure that my state was one of the first to implement the lockdown. So mm-hmm. I have been doing that now since I think last Monday. And to be honest, I'm I'm doing okay with it, really. Uh, like Sam said, my bank statement just <laughs> is looking real good. Um, because yeah, I'm just not spending money on anything frivolous. I've been talking to a couple of clients recently about this because, you know, I think we all are experiencing fear and overwhelm and uncertainty and things like that. And I was like, really, I'm seeing this as an opportunity to get really honest with myself and clear on what in my life was not working for me, what I was doing that I probably didn't need to do. And if I really reflect on it, wasn't adding to my life in that beneficial of a way where once we are all done with this I am just like cannot wait to go back you know similar to somebody doing an elimination diet where it's like oh I'm avoiding sugar and I'm just like white knuckling it and once it's done like I'm gonna eat all the things I was like no I I actually can do without this stuff so for example my gym is literally 50 yards from Trader Joe's and anybody who knows me knows that Trader Joe's is my happy place. So I always will use an excuse to go over there and like, I think I need a bottle of sparkling mineral water and a shot of coffee. So I'll, you know, go over and then maybe I'll do it later in the day. And, uh, it's just kind of like my stress reliever. I was spending $4 a day on mineral water. Like what? Um, So, yeah, that's been a really interesting experience. And other than that, I've been, yeah, I mean, feeling all the emotions, but also feeling somewhat peaceful because a lot of what I realized wasn't serving me, what was not in alignment in my life just naturally was taken from me or has fallen away. And so I actually feel better in one sense, despite, you know, the kind of more overwhelming feelings of Grief, sadness, everything that has come along with this experience, um, and like Sam, yeah, just kind of staying home, doing at-home workouts as best I can, going for walks, and getting work done. Because for me, I think the best way to like control how I feel is just to get shit done and be creative, and you know, be in service to other people.
3: So that's what it's looking like over here. Thanks, Marcy. Sarah, let's hear from you. Um, So, I am in London, and we kind of only really went into um, kind of more strict lockdown on Monday. Um, So, like, we've had boundaries in, and the government just trying to say, you know, don't go and have gatherings and all of the things, but people... Obviously, weren't listening, and um, so they've had to come down a little bit harder. So we are literally just allowed out for one form of exercise a day. All of the shops are shut except for essentials. I love the fact that Sam said in Boston that liquor stores are, re- are, essential, <laughs> are essential. Are essential shopping? Right. I, I honestly, uh-huh. I honestly think it probably is here, but I just hadn't even, I hadn't even clocked that that was still considered an essential. book, you know. Like to go buy weed too. Same thing. Oh yeah, of course. People stress management. um. But yeah, it's just all kind of weird because the streets of London are obviously very empty when I've been out on my walks and just experiencing the whole... I think it really hit in for me on, I think, Tuesday. I was having a very bad mind health day and I think it all just hit in. And I just walked into... Um, grocery store or supermarket and just suddenly became very aware of people like flinching away from each other and no one smiling or making eye contact or like and I'm the ultimate like just try and smile and make some kind of like interaction with people even not not necessarily talking but just catching somebody's eye and kind of smiling or whatever and literally nobody was doing it. And I actually cried in the middle of the, I actually cried in the middle of the shop because I was just like, this feels like so like just horrible and nothing like I'd ever experienced before. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm me, myself and I, I'm just kind of, you know, abiding by the boundaries and you know, doing what I can. So, like Marcy said, being in service to other people and trying to work out how I can help most. And like I was just saying to you, ladies, before we came on air, just coming to terms that I'm probably not going to have any form of human con- contact for God knows how long. So, I'm not going to lie to you all, listeners, there may be some blow up dolls and uh, people made out of saucepans <laughs> in my in my in my apartment appearing. You know, a girl needs to get some kind of contact from somewhere any month. We are all looking forward to this now, Sarah. I I,
2: can't wait. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so crazy. That's that's fantastic. And then I am in the suburbs of Philadelphia. As you girls were talking, I realized that the three of us who are in the States are all in the top 10 states where there are the most cases um, of Corona so Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, California, they're all in the top 10 states of most cases. Um, We have been on various stages of social isolation lockdown for two weeks now. School's been out. um, It'll be two weeks this Monday. We started like this partial lockdown thing two weeks ago, Saturday, um, with increasing um, rules and regulations and um, enforcement of, of those rules. And so at current moment there's there's just nothing we can do if you want to order food out you can order food out still but otherwise you can grocery shop and go to the doctor even our dentist it was very interesting i got an email from my dentist saying they're completely closed even for emergencies and it made me a little bit nervous like well what if what if you have emergency dental needs they apparently cannot meet the requirements that our state had set forward for like protective gear in this time and so like nothing. So it's, it's an, a bit of an eerie feeling to know that just the usual things that you have access to. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, and the fact that all of my family members are here in my space, my life has remained largely the same, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um, my daily life really revolves around the online space and my neighborhood, you know, I get up, I say goodbye to my kids. I go outside for a walk and I'm here in my house all day and I work. And then I go back outside again. And I'm doing the same kind of stuff, you know, on, in regular life, you know, before this, um, I could go three or four or five days without leaving my neighborhood. And so now it's a little bit strange that it's been 10 days, but, um, largely the same for me in many ways.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. 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 Your life is actually quarantine life. (laughs)
3: I was just gonna say has it made you has it made you think that once this is all over that you're just gonna start like getting in your car twice a week and just driving for miles so that you can be like (laughs) bit. maybe (laughs) maybe. maybe. I, I do wonder
2: what we're all gonna be like after this like are we gonna be excited to like go back to all the things or are we you know I thought what Marcy brought up it was very interesting to hear like what she's realized that she doesn't need that she thought she did I think that's a really interesting thing like what will we all be like are we going to go back to routine as normal or will we have learned something about ourselves and I think it's going to be different for each person.
1: Yeah, I think I definitely think it's going to be different and I think different and I think it's going to be dependent on that person's level of awareness and personal growth, spiritual development whatever you want to call it because there are a lot of people I think you know the three of us included hopefully the listeners of this podcast who really working on their mindset and trying to grow and evolve as people and can witness their triggers and you know all of those things that may not be serving them and are working to improve upon that then there are some people who are just still really stuck in their own shit unfortunately and you see that everywhere i mean sarah you used it um you said it perfectly with what you've witnessed going out to the stores. And I've noticed that myself. It's definitely gotten better. Uh, I think one of the reasons it's gotten better, at least at the stores, well, Trader Joe's is really the only one I go to (laughs) other than one other one. But the first so the first day that this was real, like when shit really hit the fan, I went in there and I always go first thing in the morning, right when it opens. And I went in there, people were lined up outside the door before it opened. When the doors opened, it was like a mad rush. Who could get in there first? And it it honestly felt like it was Black Friday at Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. People were running through the aisles with their carts. They were reaching over each other, pushing each other out of the way. It was just like this frantic energy. And I am able to stay really calm and neutral in those situations. But when I walked out, I could feel my nervous system was just like shook. So Mm -hmm. I think that really is an indication of kind of you know the state of our society unfortunately and and same thing um you know I walk the same trail every single day and I do pass people and I'm trying to do my best I, I not even trying I do smile try to say good morning or whatever and people either just look down don't smile, don't acknowledge. And it is a really, really sad sight because it's amazing. how just like the simplest of things, you know, Um, like I gave $5 to a homeless guy the other day or like smiling. Just I, last week I saw this woman, a young woman too, with a cane trying to get a shopping cart. So like I got her shopping cart for her and she was so appreciative. It's really, those little things can make such a huge impact. And I think if we could all just rally together and do that, this world would be such a better place and we would all be navigating this experience much more graciously. Yeah,
0: that's such a good point. I think this, um, I've said it, I said it in a a past Instagram post, but I do think like at the end of the day, looking back like 10 years from now, we're going to be so grateful for this experience because I think it allowed people to really like wake the fuck up to their own reality and like what's holding you know what's what's what life is actually about and Mm -hmm. really like what matters and I think even just like the simple act of helping someone because you're not just like so all like the world's about you and the world revolves around you I think that that this has given us such a huge opportunity to see like well how can I lend a hand like all these people making masks right like creating masks, sewing masks, because we're at a mask shortage. It just goes to show like, I think right now there's like almost a continental divide of like people who are feeling victim and they're like, fuck this, like this sucks. I'm so scared. I'm going to hoard all my money. I don't want to, I don't want to buy into the economy and help it grow. I don't want to be part of the solution. I want to stay stuck in my current circumstances versus the group of people that are very future growth oriented that are like, how can I make this not as bad? Like, how can I see a blessing in this? Or, like, how can I help someone in this time of need? Like, what skills do I have to help here? And I know for, like, for me, I caught myself in, like, the people pleaser. Like, I was like, oh, I just want to, like, help everyone, like, do everything. And, And I realized, like, no, that's nice. But, like, that's actually not effective. It's, like, staying in your, quote, unquote, like, zone of genius, like, for us as, like, helping people with health and wellness and mental health and journaling and all that stuff whereas a doctor can go do their part and you know you guys listening whatever your occupation is like what skill set do you have to contribute and help and serve and i think that's like that's like a really beautiful part of all of this is seeing <clears throat> like, oh what happens when we all do have a collective goal because we do
2: yeah sam i think that's a fantastic line of discussion here i think people really need to hear that um, because a lot of what you hear is people feel very helpless and out of control, right? And there's so much we can't control. And, you know, it's taking a step outside of your house, how, outside of yourself to figure out how you can help somebody else is such an empowering thing. And so I love that both you and Marcy just brought that up in, you know, Marcy talking about little things about like getting somebody their cart and you talking about like actually using your expertise. And I love that. And I've seen that in my own neighborhood we have a neighborhood Facebook group and people have been popping on with things they can help with. I mean, there's got one guy, he's like, here's what I'm good at with tech. If anybody needs help now that they're working from home, they're schooling their kids from home. um, If you need any help, I can help you remotely. Like, and for free, you know, we have had teachers come on and say like, if you're struggling, we're, we're all homeschooling our kids here in my area now, like actual, like they have classes to do we're directing those. And it's a lot for a lot of people. And so this teacher popped on, she's like, if you need any help, here's what I'm really good at, but I can help with anything. And to me, it's so encouraging to see that. And I think it's helping those people a lot. I know it helps me. I do have a really great sense of like peace and purpose right now because like I have so many people to help, you know, all the people who follow me on Instagram who are reaching out and they're really struggling and my clients. And, and so I'm very busy using the knowledge that I have that can help them. And I think those of us who are doing that are in a pretty good mental spot. Totally. yeah that's so, so true and
0: I really quick on. oh sorry <laughs> no I was just gonna say it's just like it's a chance for you to step up as a leader or not yeah but, yeah and it doesn't it doesn't mean like you have this whole following like the four of us do but in your life like you can be a leader and help everyone around you see that this is actually a great thing or see all of the the ways in which we can step up and grow or not and it's like mm-hmm you know, maybe you're not there yet and that's okay. But like just seeing that there's opportunity for you to, uh, to definitely level up and, and step up and help. Right. Yeah.
1: But I, uh, I want to share like this quote from Mr. Rogers, which I think is just so sweet and really, um, you know, points to what we're talking about. So when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. It's like, I mean, that is very nice, but it's also like you can be the helper, like we're discussing. But I think oftentimes we have that negativity bias. And so we're always going to be on the lookout for everything that is going bad. So we have something in our community called Nextdoor. Sarah, you guys wouldn't have it. Do you have Nextdoor on the yeah, East Coast? I have it. You don't know what that is. Oh, it's a shit show is what it is. Oh. <laughs> it, is it is a the Next Door shit show. It's like- Find me yeah, up. Like if you want entertainment, go on next door. And I mean, I I shouldn't say it's really, it's kind of horrible because people are so rude to each other and they're just, Oh gosh, how do I even describe? I mean, not everybody. I shouldn't say that here I am like looking for the bad, but (laughs) what I'm trying to say is like a lot of times, like especially when we are scared and we're fearful we have that negativity bias and it's really like a part of our brain, which is called the reticular activating system. And it scans your environment for to like confirm what you already believe. So if you believe the world is a bad place, if you believe that, you know, people aren't doing good things and are, you know, living in scarcity and hoarding toilet paper and being jerks, like that is what you are going to see in the world. So if you can try your best to, see what the good people are doing and, you know, how they are serving in a helpful way. I think that can kind of make you feel better as well. Um, And then just one more thing, like a mantra that I've been using for myself is who do I want to be on the other end of this experience? You know, do do I want to have looked back and said, God, I was a jerk to my partner or I was one of the toilet paper hoarders and I was just so self-absorbed and Definitely not. You know, I want to come out of this stronger, more resilient, and with just a better appreciation for my life.
3: Totally. I love that. Agreed. 100%. I think people have choices in this, like, you know, you have to accept where you're at right now, but then you also have the choice, because we have no idea how long this is going on for. So we have to kind of move into acceptance that, that, that for now, this is reality. So you have the choice of just sitting back and, you know, wallowing a bit in like victim mode or, you know, this is all happening to me, or you can look at it and go, okay, this is happening. What can I do to help myself in amongst this? How can I, like Marcy said, how can I come out of the other side of this feeling like I've actually, you know, grown as a person? and dealt with some of the stuff that maybe I have been claiming I've not had time to for all this time. And I said to my mom yesterday, actually, I was like, I think a lot of people it's going to do them good because they're going to come out of this more in touch with their own feelings and emotions because they have had to sit with them because there is no choice. Like at the minute, you just have to get on the roller coaster and ride it out because you know, what's the, what's the other option? So I think people at the other side of this, as long as they don't keep running and, you know, stuffing them down, have a great opportunity here to actually start to undo some of their old habits, destructive habits, and, um, you know, evolve at the other side of it. So use your time wisely, would be my And advice. I'm
2: hoping that people are at that point right now of acceptance and adaptation. I think we all, um, as this kind of has affected us Um, at different rates, but I think most of us are at the point now that it's been a period of time where we've been on some form of lockdown and without our usual day-to-day lives. And I think most of us have had a chance to, you know, face like the rottenness of that and maybe wallow a little bit. And a lot of people kind of went down the route and many are still there of self-destructive behaviors and drinking too much and eating too much and laying around binge watching too much. And I'm hoping, and I know some people are there and I'm hoping a lot of people will get there soon, that they're realizing like that can't be the permanent new routine, that we're going to have to find new routines. And it might not look like our old routine, but picking those as our new routine is not going to serve us. So ladies, what would you suggest to people? Let's talk about it. So here we are, we're in this situation. This is the new reality for some undetermined period of time. What is your best suggestion for people? Um, Marcy, let's start with you. Focus on what you can control. So
1: there is so much that you can do. And it goes back to everything that we were just saying, you know, like really asking yourself, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And what small steps can I take to move forward? So maybe you can't go to your gym. Yeah, that sucks. None of us can. (laughs) And just stop making it about you. You know, it's just like, oh, woe is me. But it's like, we're all in this together. So I think trying to accept that one and realize everybody else is experiencing the same thing. Um, so yeah, if you can't go to your gym, do home workouts. If you, uh, Let me back up. I think this is actually a really great time to make progress towards your goals. And I was talking about it with an online client of mine earlier this morning because she sent me some progress pictures and I was like, wow, like I actually see progress. And she is someone who can easily slip into the mindset of, becoming overwhelmed and letting her external circumstances dictate how she shows up. And she has really flipped the script with this and she realized, you know, there's a lot that I can do that I am in control of. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Like I'm really prioritizing my wellness and it absolutely shows. So I think if you really um, choose to lean into it, you can get good results. You can, it can almost, I don't want to say it's, easier necessarily because it is still a stressful experience and stress can impact the decisions that we make but it's like at the same time there is no better time because you don't have you have more time you have more freedom you're not going to be going out to eat you're not going to be going to happy hour you're probably drinking less and you know there's just way more opportunity to focus on yourself so that's what I would say. Control what you can control and show up for yourself.
2: Nice. Uh, Marcy, when, with relation to what you were just saying about this being a good time, and it sounded like you were specifically talking about like weight loss related things, I think it's a really good time for people to realize what excuses they've used because what you oh, just yeah. said, my clients have really been realizing that. They're like, I really thought it was that I'm so busy and I have so many appointments and that I have to eat out. And they're like, I can't do any of those things and I'm still struggling oh right it's yeah, it's the, yeah. interesting uh, yeah like, know, now the problem nice is it. I'm in my house all the time and I still struggle and I'm like what does this teach you and my one okay. client messaged back she's like it teaches me that I can't do this and I was like no that's no. not pleasant. what it teaches you is there's always going to be struggles and you have to face whatever ones you're currently facing and realizing there isn't because everyone thinks there's going to be an easier better time I'm like this is a blessing that you realize there's not going to be an easier better time it's just well be- it just goes to show you there's always
0: going to be an obstacle anytime yeah. you have a goal. Always. Exactly. There's never going to be a time in which you don't have an obstacle to your goal.
1: Mm-hmm. Ever. Like it's just, Ever.
0: or else you I, already have the goal.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also I think, oh, sorry, really quick. I also think it shows that it's not the external circumstances necessarily. It's an internal issue. Yeah. just what I so, was going to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's a, It's a mindset, you know, yeah. if you, If you believe that you can't be successful, you're not going to be successful. And you are going to, going back to the reticular activating system, you're going to scan your environment for all the ways that you cannot do this. Everything that's going to be hard. Oh, it's the kids. Oh, it's the work. I don't have time. No, it's, you don't believe that you can. Totally. It's
0: negativity bias you were talking about earlier. And it's also, it's a shift from, it's a paradigm shift from external motivation, which people think. That's what they need. They need the motivation. What they really need is intrinsic inspiration, which is Mm -hmm. believing in yourself enough and being inspired and being surrounded by people that are getting results and doing the right things and having the environment so that you just stay inspired because your why is so strong. And that's the thing that will give you the discipline to do and show up in times when it's
2: like freaking hard, which may be right now for you. And Sam, I think even in addition to that, what people need is a choice. They just need to make a choice that they're going to do it, that this is the time they're going to do it. And I'm not saying right now in this moment, this has to be the time you're going to do whatever your goal is, but just realizing that whatever your circumstances are, there are always going to be obstacles and you just need to make a choice. Like this is important enough to me. And so I will make this happen. And here's what, totally. yeah. Indecision what is What were decision. you going to say a minute ago? You said you had the yeah. same. Mm-hmm.
3: Who, me? Yeah. when Marcy. Hello, me uh um, no i was just gonna say like you know people that um have all their life blamed all of the external circumstances for not achieving their results it's time for them to turn around and start looking inwards because that's where the real problem is lying because now you are just showing that it was nothing to do with like we said the time or the type of diet or work or any of the other things so you know this is an ideal opportunity to actually start like self-investigating and really asking yourself okay so Why, why, why am I having these thoughts? Why am I struggling so much of this? You know, get it written down so you can start to give yourself perspective of what is actually going on inside your mind. So if you're at home, and you're still struggling for saying you haven't got time then you need to sit down and get really clear with yourself on you know, what are the excuses that are coming up in your head and list them all down. Don't keep them inside your head, list them all down and actually look at them and ask yourself, is that actually true or is this my, you know, procrastination Pam voice coming in and trying to lead me astray and stop me doing what I need to do or, you know, so it's just about really getting clear with yourself on what's actually going on in your mind and not being so busy that you're totally un, not listening to what's going on in your mind and acknowledging your thoughts and the thoughts that are driving your actions, which are creating your reality. So, you know, this is an ideal opportunity to do that.
2: And I think taking ownership of the idea that you are so busy, like that you, yeah. you create the so busy in your life, even right uh-huh. now when people are at home, you're creating the level of busy if you have kids, there's a lot going on right now. I totally get that. I don't have little kids. And I really feel for parents who have little kids. It's I a do too.
3: Yeah, It's yeah. a lot.
2: But even with that, we still can create our So Busy with how much time are we watching the news and how much time are we spending online and all of the, the like, how much time, like, are we not saying to our spouse and our kids, like, look, I need 30 minutes for myself. Like, we are creating still our own So busies.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah, busyness is I another think, form of self sabotage.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's I think just like food, just like alcohol. Yeah. I think there's
0: an important distinction to be made, though, around this that, um, Sarah, you had talked about it as being like a problem. And I think it's a really important to note that, like, wherever everyone is at is not a problem. Like, if you've been struggling, and you've maybe been lying to yourself or denying like that you haven't had the time. Like that's okay. Like we've all done that at some point. Right? We've all lied to ourselves. So, acknowledging that like maybe you weren't you just weren't ready to face the honest truth until now. And that's also okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe your actual goal isn't weight loss. It's actually to just feel good, and that's also okay. So, I would encourage you guys to like think about what your goal is and all the obstacles that are maybe in the way right now and that it's okay that there's obstacles and just just kind of take it one day at a time and like give yourself some compassion because you probably do have a very busy life. Like we all have stuff going on, you know? Like the most successful people in the world have a lot of shit going on, but that doesn't stop them from becoming more successful. And just because you're not the most successful person in the world, that's okay. But I think it's just that concept of wherever you are right now, that's okay. And like being at peace with that because you can only change and reach a goal or shift your mindset from a place of love, like, and being okay with where you're at. You can't Mm -hmm. get mad at yourself and be pissed off at where you're at and then try to change. Cause then you just feel like shame. And shame is the very killer of your goals. Like it it won't actually let you move past it. It's just going to keep you in that cycle of stuck and feeling bad about things, feeling bad about yourself, turning your actions that you maybe, maybe you aren't reaching your goal. So it makes you feel like a failure and then you're stuck and you feel bad and it's like, and then you just want to crawl up into a ball. And then you're like, what is life? (laughs) So I think really just like being at peace with where you're at and like, That's honesty with yourself, like Sarah was talking about, is just like getting real with yourself and being like, it's okay. It's okay.
2: We're always all okay. So ladies, what is your best practical advice for people who are still in the moment of I'm lazing around, um, you know, I'm taking care of the kids. And when I'm not, I'm I'm sitting and I'm eating Pop-Tarts and watching Netflix and I feel really overwhelmed. What is your best suggestion for them?
3: Pop-tart.
2: Do you know do you know what those are, Sarah? Oh, they're
3: disgusting. You know <laughs> full, full disclosure, I've never actually eaten a Pop Tart in my life, but they seem to come up a lot when people are discussing like what you guys get up to in the United States of America. It's just well, like, I just, I just saw talk- someone
2: yesterday talking about how she ate 14 Pop Tarts. Um It's a meme of mine, and she was making like a joke, and it wasn't the point of the conversation, but I was really (laughs) and I was like, she ate 14 Pop Tarts today? (laughs) (laughs) I don't
1: know why Pop Tarts were like the scapegoat of flexible dieting when it really became popular. It was like, who they were. Yeah. Like, really getting down on the Pop Tarts. Like, there are so many (laughs) other donuts.
2: Like, chocolate fudge Pop Tarts are a trigger food of mine. We don't buy those. Oh my gosh, I love them. My oh, kids, wow. I buy Pop-Tarts for my kids because they like them, but we do not buy the chocolate fudge ones because wow,
0: I don't I, think they're worth it.
2: The macros suck. Yeah, they're not worth it. They're not. Anyway, <laughs> whatever your version <laughs> of the Pop-Tarts is, is so <laughs> here, ladies, it doesn't have to be right. Pop-Tarts. Uh, but wow. you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people, oh, and totally. like you know, I'm just sitting, and I'm just, I, I'm. This is the number one thing I'm hearing from my from my community online. What are you struggling with? I'm just eating all the things. I'm stress eating. I'm emotional eating. I'm boredom eating. I'm just eating and I'm not moving. And so when when people responded to a poll of mine and they talked about not moving, my ne- I said, okay, quick follow-up question because I want to be sure I'm understanding. Are you in a place where you're allowed to leave your home? Because there are some places you can't. And 80% of them said they were, but their big struggle <laughs> was they're not moving. And I was kind of like looking around like, step one, <laughs> let's go outside. Um, but, but I think it's, you know, this kind of sense of like, overwhelmed that has people just sitting on their sofas. Uh-huh. So yeah. practical tips: What should somebody do who's just who's now seven, eight, nine, ten days into their new habits of I wake up and I sit in my pajamas and eat all the things and lay around? What
3: do we have, uh, Sarah? Let's start with you. So they need to pick the thing that has the barrier of least entry. Have I got that the right way around? Barrier: the thing that Persistent. the thing that's the easiest for them to do so for example if somebody has been um has spent the last 10 day in 10 days in their pajamas not having a shower or brushing their teeth which you know I think is probably the case for some people then tomorrow morning that's what you do you make it your thing that you're going to get up you're going to make your bed you're going to have a shower you're going to get dressed and you're going to brush your teeth and if that is all you manage to do tomorrow then that is progress from where you are at today. And then you kind of maybe make a little promise with yourself that you would do that for a couple of days and then add in going outside for a walk or drinking some water. So it's just keeping it really, really simple. I would also suggest writing down on, we know how obsessed I am with writing, but writing down on pen pen and paper, kind of, okay, so day one, get dressed. And just kind of build up a gradual structure for yourself and you know make sure you celebrate when you do get dressed and you do have that shower make sure you celebrate yourself actually doing that and just make the commitment that that's what you'll do tomorrow that's what you'll do the next day and when you feel ready add something else in so that would be my best place to start really if you know look at where you're you're at right now and think what can I do tomorrow or right now to make my life a little bit better it doesn't need to be perfect it doesn't need to be anything massive and overwhelming just something very small
2: I like that a lot Sarah by the way Sarah has makeup on and looks really pretty right now
3: are you making making this a goal to like get up and get dressed and do your makeup I basically get up so my basically my life at the minute is I I've never a day done like because obviously I work from home as well I have to get up, shower, dress, all of the things. I can't sit around in my pajamas. And yes, I always do put um, makeup and everything on. I don't wear a lot of makeup anyway, but yeah, it just, it puts me in a different frame of mind where if I've just got out of bed and, you know, not, I kind of, I, f- I would never feel quite as focused, which probably sounds a little bit weird, but that's just me. Oh, I like that. That's <laughs> uh,
2: Marcy, let's go to you. Practical advice for people who are still kind of in the wallowing phase.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, very similar to what Sarah said, just pick something small and start with that. But I think doing something first thing in the morning, no matter how small. So yes, taking a shower would be wonderful. Like that definitely helps. It's amazing. Like how I, I hate taking showers to be honest with you. Like the thought of it, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. And then once I'm in there, I don't want to get out. But <laughs> you like, you feel so good afterwards. You really do, you know? So I think that's great. And then from there, um, or even if you don't decide to take a shower first thing, go out for a 10 minute walk. I think fresh air, sunlight, you know, the weather is changing. So hopefully it's sunny where you guys are. It's getting a little warmer and it just changes your, your state. And it helps to move, like walking helps to move any negative emotion that you are feeling out of your body. And I feel like it creates a lot of momentum. Moving forward into your day. Like, if you've started your day off with some movement, then maybe you're going to want to eat something healthy for breakfast, and those habits can have a better chance to build upon one another. Like, Kim, your story today, you really wanted cereal, but you decided to have the salad instead. And it's like now you don't want the cereal anymore, right? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
3: I had cereal for lunch today. I kind of missed lunch, then ended up just having a bowl
2: of cereal. Okay. And so there's, no, there's nothing wrong with the cereal. That was kind of the point of my story is I just had this overwhelming craving for cereal and I didn't even have a kind I enjoyed in my house. And so um, it kind of pointless, but I, I almost went and had the Reese's Puffs, even though I don't really like them. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat my salad. And if I still want the Reese's Puffs, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And I couldn't even finish the salad because I made this giant salad and it was good. It was a really good salad. And so, you know, I think having, giving yourself some guidelines like that, you know, I think people... Right now, it's tempting to think this just doesn't matter. But to remind yourself, like, good nutrition still matters. Whether your goal is weight loss or whether it's not, feeding your body good food still matters, even though the world feels like it's imploding. Like, your health still matters. And it does matter that you're not eating Pop-Tarts all day. And it does matter that you're getting fruits and vegetables in whatever form you can find, them, whether that's in a can or it's frozen or you can actually get out and get some fresh. It matters.
3: Yeah. Amen.
2: Sam. Yeah, um, so I think a few things on my end. I think
0: like what you were just talking about. Like we have so much more control than we probably even realize, which is really a, a good thing. And it's so powerful when we step back and see all the things that we actually can create. Like feeling peaceful, feeling feeling safety, feeling happy. Like you get to just create that. Literally, like if you're not happy, go look at something that makes you happy. Like recall a memory. It's like it's actually. I don't want to say that simple, but it kind of is pretty easy. And so when you realize that you're actually the only one responsible for you getting those emotions, it's kind of cool because you're like, oh, I can do that at any time. So if you guys are experiencing overwhelm, chances are you just have a lot going on. You got a lot to do and you don't know how to manage it. So I would say the number one thing is creating purpose and structure for your day. So that you don't wake up and you're just like, motherfucker, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you go through the whole day and you're like, you're just like, you don't even remember breathing. And I know that feeling because that's literally like the past five years of my life was just, you know, flying by the seat of my pants and I get to five or 6 p.m. be like, oh, I can breathe. And I think a lot of people right now, there's no boundary between work and life. So they're just at their desk or you know in their bed working and they're like gonna do all the things and freaking out. And so I would really encourage you to step back, use my one three five list that I just posted about on my Instagram and make a purpose for your day. Because when you have a purpose and you have structure for your day, food is no longer the thing that you use to distract or really to have the most fun. Because chances are you're just doing too much in the day and you're not allowing yourself to just chill for a second. And so food is the way that your body is actually getting you to slow down. Because it's like the only fun thing in your day is like the dopamine hit you get from food. So giving yourself some structure is so huge. Building in some fun into your day. Like no need to feel guilty about having fun. That's part of life. Um, And also creating distractions for yourself. So like... For me, whenever I used to get overwhelmed, and this sometimes still happens, like I would just eat. because you know, there's just like, oh, it's just easy, it's accessible, it's like right there. But I want you guys to think about how you can practice the pause. So creating a distraction in the form of like a movement. So going for a walk, that's usually my go-to. If I can't go for a walk, then do something productive like reading or cleaning the house or like, you know, the house always has to be clean, so you can clean the house. Um, connecting like calling a friend or meditating or writing like like uh, Sarah was talking about so it's really just like don't focus on the problem just get distracted and then you will get totally sucked up in that task and you'll forget about eating so it's really just like distract yourself you know like take the path of least resistance don't try to fight the urge to eat just (laughs) distract yourself and that has been so huge for me and my clients is like don't make the problem bigger Like don't just focus on something that you enjoy, and then you will forget about the food because that's all it is. It's just like immediate satisfaction of ooh I want the food. Ooh I saw a bagel now I want a bagel. I shouldn't have a bagel. And you're like I shouldn't have a bagel. Ooh I shouldn't have a bagel but I want a bagel. But I really want the bagel now I shouldn't have it. And you have this whole inner dialogue where where whereas if if you were just like oh that's a cute puppy and you're like oh a puppy puppies. You know a few hours later you're like oh yeah i forgot i wanted a bagel you know so it's i think it's really just like knowing yourself and and uh distracting yourself and that's been such a game changer for me and, and my clients
2: so that's what i was I think that might be a struggle for people right now considering they're in their house with all their food right and i don't know i don't know where you guys are what you're seeing but like people like packed like a nine-year-old going on a road trip like when they went to the grocery store like people's houses are filled with all the stuff that they don't usually keep on hand. Um, and I think the distraction factor is such a good point, Sam. People are bored a lot. Even though we're busy, people are still really, really bored. Um, and so finding something to do that is interesting and has purpose can be really key right now. Um, yeah. So that I you're not we are doing boring. a lot. Yeah, like you said, like, I think people are doing a lot at work, but it's
0: actually not fulfilling. And yeah. mm-hmm. when you're so like, in love with what you do, time flies. Yeah, like You don't even have a concept of time. So if you guys have like a hobby yeah. that you love, you're not thinking about food. You're not like thinking yeah. about eating chocolate cake while you're running down the field or like playing piano or whatever the thing is. It's like, you're yeah. so present. And that's what it comes yeah. down to is like being present. Yeah. Right.
2: And I so have true. gotten asked if I was bored, you know, with, with the quarantine, I was thinking bored is the last thing on my list. Like I have so many things to do and they are things I'm excited to do um, you know, luckily our line work, I can do all of them in my home. Um, and I think for other people, that's a bit of a struggle because the things that they like to do are outside of their home. So finding things that you can be passionate about so that this distraction is that it's real. It's not like, Oh, I have to do this to distract myself. It's like, I like this so much that like, I'm spending a lot of time doing it. And I, I genuinely want to keep doing it. And I'm not thinking about all the, the crap I put in my cupboard. It's interesting. Cause
1: I was, uh, on the phone with my, like, ex-boyfriend, I guess, who we still talk all the time. And he was like, I'm so bored. I'm like, how the hell are you bored? I was like, yeah, bored is the least, like, I feel that not at all (laughs) because like you said, Kim, I'm doing so much. There are so many things that excite me. Like, even if it's not work related, whereas that's where my like passion and purpose comes from. Even if I take a break to do that, I'm working on a personal development course. I'm organizing my spaces. You know, there's things like that. I'm working out. I'm going on a walk. I'm like, I have not felt bored one time. He's like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. And he's like, I'm not really bored because I am doing so much. Like I'm, I'm working. I'm, you know, whatever he's doing, I don't know, (laughs) I guess working. He's like, but it's just not like entertaining me, you know? So yes, And he's like, and he doesn't do a whole lot. Like when we hang out, we are kind of homebodies, like, his big trip is to the gym and to Best Buy and to Sprouts. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? Totally. But he's totally. like, no, I just want to go to Best Buy, um, <laughs> it's, it's like when you, when you can't do it, you want it more, it's like, don't think about the pink elephant, but you totally. think about the elephant, so yeah, I think sometimes the boredom is just, um, you know, Wanting to do certain things, but not being able to do them in a sense. Uh, And then one last thing, Sam, what you were saying about cleaning the house, outer order equals inner calm. So I notice that when like my space is disorganized, there are dishes in the sink, my clothes aren't put away. I feel so overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. that will even cause me to want to like emotionally eat or do something to just numb myself. So yeah, I think, you know, structure leads to freedom. Outer order, inner calm. Those are a couple of other mantras that I've been using and it can be really helpful. Oh, and if you are working in your kitchen, get the hell out. Yes. I was reading some clients and they're like, yeah, I'm really struggling with like boredom eating or emotional eating. I'm like, where's your workspace? Because I'm in the
2: fridge. I mean, I
1: I would have thought it (laughs) was- I'm working
2: in my fridge right right now. I'm I'm in my my pantry.
1: I thought it was common sense, but apparently it's- it's not so God, it's like, yeah. if that's your only option then man i feel for you and you are gonna have to really create your environment or set your environment up for success um but yeah if you can work somewhere Another else Shut the put, door. Like, put
0: like a hat on so that you don't have peripheral vision or some shit like yeah. there's ways you can block yourself and distract yourself and literally if it yeah. means like putting a cone on your head like when dogs get neutered then <laughs> fucking do that <laughs> like
2: you have a if you
0: have a goal and it matters enough like you'll get crazy you know like you'll get creative <laughs>
3: Oh my God.
2: Ladies, I'd love to wrap this episode up. Um, I think it's important to um, focus right now on the things that are positive and good because there's so much of negativity going on. So why don't we go around and each share something that we have done that has brought joy and fun, something we're grateful for, those kinds of things that's different during this quarantine time. So I'll, I'll start to give you an idea what I mean. So something I found is it was really interesting. We just, I decided to do it this week. Um, we've been having social distancing meetups with friends and family. We got, um, on FaceTime the other night with my sister. Um, my younger sister has Down syndrome and she's very bored right now, um, in her social distancing. And we had her teach us line dancing lessons. So,
1: oh,
0: oh on, my God,
2: passionate about country line dancing. And so we're going to do it weekly now for the rest of the quarantine. So she is teaching us line dancing lessons. The next night we got on, um, FaceTime with some family friends who have little kids and we played charades. So we did family game night. Um, And then another night, friends of ours, they have little kids and they're so bored and they don't know what to do with the kids. So they're driving around to different people's houses. Well, now we're not allowed to do it anymore. And they would come outside and we would go outside and just like wave and like sing and dance and talk to them as they would come different. They called ahead. They're like, can you come entertain my kids? So we did. We went out and we stayed like 10 feet from the car. All five of us went outside and like, I don't know, we just played little games and stuff with them. And all of that is such such a strange departure from my life. Like, that's not typically what we do. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. So fun. So tell us something interesting, different, some way you're finding joy in your life during this time, Sam.
0: Yeah. Um, I think something for me is I've been playing a lot more games and just like chilling more even though I actually kind of have more stuff that I wanna be doing, I've like totally just like, st- I stopped working at like 6 p.m. And I just like hang out with my roommates, hang out with Kurt. We like just planted some bonsai trees and we got this little kit to make like our own little bonsais. I've been baking more, um, having like game night with my roommates. Like we've just been, I've been dancing more. I don't know. I think. I think it's almost this like new found um, or like newly remembered because it's always been a part of me, but like fun and creativity. And it's like stuff that I didn't always allow myself to do because I kind of felt guilty for having fun or like just slowing down a little bit. And I think since my silent meditation, like I've been putting so much more value in like slowing down and stillness and how much more clarity that brings to me when I am working that now I'm like, I just want to play as much as possible. And I know that when I give myself the chance to play, especially games, like there's not, you know, like you're not going to accomplish anything besides like win the game. It's not like you, you know, make more money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, you're just like doing it for fun. You're just baking. It's like, it's really satisfying to just let yourself be and play uh, with no expectation, just enjoying every moment of the play. And that's been really cool for me to just like totally like sit in front of the TV and like watch Jumanji in color. Like I would have never let myself do that like a year ago. So I think that's been really nice. It's just like playing more, hanging out. I like
3: that. Sarah, Oh lordy lord. lord. Um, so I have become very grateful for my apartment or my flat um, and just been having my own space just to be able to kind of chill and do my own thing. Um, I have been discovering that most of the beauty treatments that I pay for I can actually do myself so I know <laughs> To need to go out and spend an absolute fortune, and it's been this might sound kind of weird, but this whole like obviously, we've only really been on lockdown for a week. But it's at the minute, I can say that I am truly, truly grateful for all of the work that I have been doing on myself over the last couple of years. Because you know, a few years ago, if I'd have been in this situation, it on my own, isolated and not been able to actually go out and see people and do stuff, I would not have been in a great place right now. Um, you know, and oh that's God, not-
0: Sarah, thank you so much for saying that. You just yeah. on this.
3: I would have I would have been binge eating or binge Yeah, eating. I'd have been I would have been a complete mess and, you know, not handling things very well. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I got an Alexa for Christmas because <laughs> Alex is going to become my new best friend and she answers lots of questions for me so there we go that's (laughs) mine thank god
0: God for video conferencing
1: well oh gosh mine is definitely not as interesting as that I've got to be honest I hate to use the word busy it's like my least favorite word because we're all busy but last week and even a lot of this week was just kind of spent playing I guess what you would call damage control I don't want to say damage control but just making sure that all of my clients were set up for success, like rewriting programs and doing that, like still trying to create content. So I felt like I was just go, go, go. And I didn't have a lot of time to really pause and slow down um, in certain ways, but in other ways I've been able to, and that has just felt like I'm sleeping in. That's my best, that's the best thing for me because I've spent the past 11 years, like waking up to an alarm clock seven days a week, super early. Um, and just allowing myself to not set an alarm and I'm not getting out of bed at like 11, you know, I'm waking up at 637, but just like allowing myself to lay there and like do my journaling in my bed and just, yeah, like be still and not go, go, go all the time, which is amazing. Um, and then I plan to start baking more, start cooking more because that is like my passion. And I have totally put that off over the past couple of years, so I'm waiting for some bananas to ripen, and then I'm going to make my famous banana bread. So I can't that Ooh. You, recipe, you can send it, right? If you need the right. Re- yeah, I can. I can actually. The post office <laughs> is open. I'll send me that
2: shit. <laughs> warned. So, anyway, thanks, Marcy. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this conversation today. We hope that wherever you are in the world right now, when you're listening to this, that you are safe and that our conversation here has helped spark in you um, something that will be of use during this just crazy time in our history. There's never been anything like this and it's kind of interesting to think what it's gonna be like years from now looking back um, and trying to explain to like our children and our grandchildren what this time was like. Um, somebody, I don't know remember which of the, you ladies said this and I think it's super important um, to project forward to the end of this time, who do you want to look back and, and have become? What do you want? Where do you want to be in your life? How do you want to have behaved and act accordingly in your daily life? Thanks so much for being here. We love you. Bye. Be safe. Be well.
0: All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
1: We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode.
3: Four women,
2: one mission. We are the decades of strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.